Think about this now. If you are a young woman looking forward to a successful career and thinking about family and biological clocks, family issues, personal issues, there's one important occupation that is 100% women giving birth to children. And while that isn't going to change, the role of women in the workplace is changing, along with men's roles in raising a family. But there are many, many institutions and occupations that are still 100% men, all men, for no clear or obvious reason. Does biology explain these 100% men categories? Every person to land on the moon. Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, William Anders, Alan Bean. Every Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. John Jay, John Rutledge, Oliver Ellsworth. Every music director of the New York Philharmonic. Arturo Toscanini, John Barbaroli. Melvin Arthur Rudzinski. All the bylines in the April 29th issue of the New York. William Finnegan, Joni Brenner. The point of thinking about occupations and professions that are 100% men is to explore deeply the women around us who are very much agents of social change, even as they find success in the workplace. We've talked about the lean-in ideas of Facebook executive Sheryl Sandberg and the challenges facing tech leaders like Marissa Mayer at Yahoo attempting to turn things around at Yahoo while also having to gain the trust of a very male-dominated culture. But we wanted to ask some other voices to join this conversation, to mine the wisdom of some women who have found success in an all-male world who aren't appearing on 60 Minutes or selling advice books. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We kick off this series of conversations with Padmasri Warrior. She's the chief technology and strategy officer for Cisco Systems, who says it's not about balance. It's about something else. The important thing to remember is it's not about balance. It's about integration. I think this is something that I learned early on in my career. I had my son uh, when I was an engineer. And one of the things that I found out was that no matter what I was doing, I always felt guilty about the decisions. If I went to work and left my son at uh, daycare, I would feel guilty that I wasn't being a great mom, spending all my time with him. If I stayed home, I would feel guilty that I wasn't working and taking credit for all the stuff that I have done. And if I worked from home, I would feel guilty I wasn't working out at the gym. So the important thing that I would add to the conversation is to really focus on making sure You're integrating all four aspects, your work, your family, your community, and yourself. And it's not about trying to spend equal amounts of time every single day on each of these things, but making sure you're paying attention to all four things that make us up as a whole human being. You know, you can't do all four things at the same time and try to be good at everything. And so I think it's more, it's important to realize there'll be some days where your house will be a mess and that's okay. And there are some days you'll miss work because it's important to spend time with family. And there are other times you will miss some important milestones in your family because something at work takes priority. So it's really about being okay with the decisions you have made and realize that all four things are important. How did you develop the language to tell the people who are close to you, both in your professional life and in your family, that they were going to have to wait on this particular occasion, that uh, your priorities had brought you to a decision that uh, they might miss you, but it had to be this way? Well, I remember when my son was little, I was traveling a lot and I was traveling all over the world. And it was very traumatic, both for him and for me and for my husband. 
Um, there are days where I would go on a trip and I would be packing and he would know I would be away for a few days. He would just look at the sight of a suitcase coming out of the closet, would sort of bring tears to his eyes and, and I would start crying. He would start crying and my husband would like leave the house and go for a run. And I soon realized this isn't constructive, right? And then that's when I started making it more a fun thing where I would, we would kind of say, okay, where am I going today? I mean, where, where am I traveling to? We would research the culture of the country, the currency, the language, and he would be part of my travel and he would feel excited. In fact, there are days when he would come up and say, mom, you already went to Japan, go to some other country. So I think the more you make them feel part of your life and it's not you don't isolate each other from the successes as well as the stress that comes with being you know in a high profile job the more they will feel a part of it you've been very candid and honest about the sense of feeling guilty and not having your act together but i wonder if from outward appearances if having your act together on all of this contributes in some way to your rise in the corporate world yeah, I think, you know, the, the rise in the corporate world, you know, my view is it's about delivering results. And, and you know, my advice to women is, is to be authentic and not try to be like men. I think there are things that women, um, we approach problems differently and we solve problems very differently. I think in a company, in a complex, especially in a technology company, things change so rapidly. It's having your pulse on, you know, on, on the changes that are occurring and delivering results. And how you do that, as I said, it isn't that every day you work nonstop, but there are days that you have to pay attention to things that are happening um, at work. And so I think it is really about delivering results and making sure that you're contributing in an effective way. And being approachable and being authentic as a as a leader, people look for the authenticity in leadership. That's very important. I don't want to start a fight, but I'm wondering if you are skeptical or worried about uh, terms like leaning in, which may be too simple for the kinds of nuanced roles that uh, people such as yourself have to play to be successful. So Cheryl Sandberg is a very good friend of mine, and I've known her for a long time. And I think the message she's sending in her book, uh, for me anyway, the way I interpret, as with any book, there's different. There's going to be different interpretations, and different people will identify with parts of it, all of it, or none of it. And I think that's to be expected. Um, for me, though, the key takeaway and what I relate to with her message is that sometimes uh, people, and especially women, take ourselves out of the running for something that we want in our professional life, assuming we will not be able to handle having a family and being successful at work. And and for me, Lean In is a caution um, against that. You know, I think her message is simply don't assume you won't be able to balance or to be able to integrate the things that are important in your life. There are ways to do that. To me, that's the key takeaway. And with that part of it, I do agree. Um, I, you know, I don't necessarily think she's saying everyone has to lean in and on every single day. Finally, um, as you look back, What's the most questionable decision you made to try to address your own personal work-life balance or the most ridiculous decision you made uh, that you uh, reversed? Hmm, that's a great question. I think when I first had my son, when my son was a newborn, uh, I was running a factory. So I had responsibility for 
uh, 7x24 hour coverage of the factory. And I tried to do everything all at once, you know, and it's actually somewhat comical. I, I was working from home. I had a treadmill in uh, my son's room. He used to be in the crib and I would be on the treadmill working out and trying to do email. Uh, I think I quickly realized that was ridiculous and I was actually causing more stress for everyone, in, including myself and my whole family. This is where it's more in, important to Stay focused on whatever is a priority for that day rather than try to do everything all at once and not be successful at anything. Padmasri Warrior, thanks so much. Thank you. Padmasri Warrior is Chief Technology and Strategy Officer for Cisco Systems in San Jose, California. There's a lot going on right now. Mounting economic inequality, threats to democracy, environmental disaster, the sour stench of chaos in the air. I'm Brooke Gladstone, host of WNYC's On the Media. Want to understand the reasons and the meanings of the narratives that led us here? And maybe how to head them off at the pass? That's On the Media's specialty. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts.